stretch out their arms on the gibbet. Josephus affirms this reality in the course of his description of the Roman treatment of the Jews during the siege of Jerusalem. He says, quote, The soldiers themselves, through rage and bitterness, nailed up their victims in different postures as a grim joke, till owing to the vast numbers there was no room for the crosses and no crosses for the bodies. Among the ancients, no one provides a better sense of the ghastly character of this form of execution than Seneca. In Epistle 101, he argues that suicide is to be preferred over crucifixion. His gruesome description of this type of execution proves his point quite convincingly. Can anyone be found who would prefer wasting away in pain, dying limb by limb, or letting out his life drop by drop, rather than expiring once and for all? Can any man be found willing to be fastened to the accursed tree, long sickly, already deformed, swelling with ugly welts on his shoulders and chest, and drawing the breath of life amid long drawn-out agony? He would have many excuses for dying even before mounting the cross. Crucifixion was a death that was usually reserved for slaves and non-citizens, although there were exceptions to this norm, as we see in Josephus. The Romans called it the servile supplicium, the slave's punishment. In addition, crucifixion was a type of death typically associated in the popular mind with criminals. This reality is clearly reflected in many ancient sources. For example, the Greek biographer and philosopher Plutarch, who lived A.D. 46 to 120, remarks, quote, Every criminal condemned to death bears his cross on his back. The fact that the founder of Christianity died as a criminal was clearly an impediment to the spread of the gospel. Around A.D. 55, when Paul wrote 1 Corinthians, he stated how much the cross had a negative impact on people's perception of the Christian message. He says, quote, We proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. Later, the second-century Christian philosopher and apologist Justin echoed Paul's expression of the difficulties the cross presented to the larger secular society of his day, explaining, quote, They proclaim our madness to consist in this, that we give to a crucified man a place second to the unchangeable and eternal God, the creator of all. Celsus, the second-century Greek philosopher and critic of Christianity, says the very same thing in his attack on Christianity entitled On True Doctrine. His text is now extant only in the biblical theologian Origen's monumental response against Celsus, written almost a century after Celsus, around 248. In his scathing critique, Celsus ridicules the Christian allegiance to a crucified man, asking sarcastically if all other executed persons will likewise be considered divine. Quote, if, after inventing defenses which are absurd and by which you were ridiculously deluded, you imagine that you really made a good defense, what prevents you from regarding those other individuals who have been condemned and have died a miserable death as greater and more divine messengers of heaven? In addition to Jesus dying by the means of an execution typically reserved for criminals, the Gospel of Mark proclaims that Jesus was killed along with those who were associated with political rebellion. We see this in Mark 15, 27, also Matthew 27, 38, which is of course dependent upon Mark 15, 27 as a source text. If you were to ask the ordinary person, who are the two men who were crucified with Jesus? The answer would likely be two thieves. This is not really an accurate understanding of the Greek word that appears in the two texts. 
At this point, it is helpful to understand the differences in two Greek words that can sometimes share fields of meaning, kleptes and leistes. The Greek word kleptes is best translated thief, meaning someone who steals using subterfuge, secrecy, and sometimes even force. On the other hand, both Mark 15.27 and Matthew 27.38 use plural forms of the word leistes. Outside and previous to the New Testament, leistes was used to signify any kind of robber, a plunderer, highwayman, pirate, etc., yet always with the implication of the ruthless use of force in seeking the goods of others. In the writings of Josephus, leistes is strongly associated with messianic groups and constantly used to describe the zealots who make armed conflict against Roman rule the content of their life. Certainly, leistes could be used to make reference to common thieves. However, in light of the political turmoil that simmered in Palestine during the early decades of the first century AD, it seems advisable to think that these robbers may have